Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is, of course, Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We want to thank you guys for coming in and stopping by the Housing Hour, starting your weekend off with us. Hope that you have your coffee. And, uh, you know, you're going to have a great conversation here in a moment with Volunteer Wildlife Control. We bring you all of the issues and bring every subject matter on the on the table here when it comes to housing. And I uh, do want to tell you guys real quick how to plug in with us because that's important. If you want to go to thehousinghour.com, you're going to find all of our shows that we've done. We've now been on the air coming on uh, three years, Mark. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Over 100 shows. Well, over 100 shows. Um, actually, a lot more than 100 shows. Oh, I yeah. mean, we do one a weekend. So um, tremendous success that the show has found. And um, and we're so thankful for you guys being a part of it. So you can go to thehousinghour.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. And we're on Twitter at the Housing Hour as well. And Mark is on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand Pinterest. So, so without any further ado, we, um, as you all know, we do ser- uh, you know sets of series on subject matter that relate to housing. It may not relate to housing. It may be something of interest to our area. And this subject is very much of interest to our area because. We have a lot of varmints in our area. We We've just got do. tons of animals, and yeah. they, they sometimes like to come into the house and live in the attic in the crawl space. That's maybe right. Maybe even the main living area. And I want to introduce you today to the owner of Volunteer Wildlife Control. We have Douglas Ladd with us. Douglas, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Do you go by Douglas or Doug? Doug. Doug's Doug. fine. Okay, good. Um, one of the things that Mark and I talked about when we were considering having a show about this was... Um, the timeliness of it, because Mark, you just recently had a little varmint, right? I had a groundhog, right? And so, and it, it messed up some stuff. Well, it was it was underneath the house, and all of a sudden, I had you know attic insul or the uh, crawl space insulation pulled down, and mm-hmm. some things I didn't know, but I suspected it was uh, a possum, really. Mm-hmm. But it turned out to be a groundhog, <laughs> right? Well, let, let's let's talk this through. So, why don't you, Doug, first and foremost, because you deal with. Snug, who's snugs? He's got snugs too, I bet. Um, skunks, snakes, birds, raccoons, a, a variety of things. Why don't you give us kind of an idea, just an overview of what you do on a daily basis? Um, basically, what we do is we get a call from a customer that uh, they they heard something in their attic or they heard some scratching or something underneath their house, and we'll come out and do an inspection. And uh, they may have an idea that they're, it's an animal just mm-hmm. because of the noises that they're hearing. And we'll come out and do an inspection and we'll go in their attic or under their house and come to find out they have, you know, skunks living under the house or possums or raccoons or a bats. A colony of or, bats. Yeah, <laughs> colony. Yeah, exactly. Or squirrels up in their attic. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll give them solutions on how we can take care of it. Or I'll even tell them if they want to try to take care of it themselves, give them uh, ideas on how what they can do and what they can buy to take care of them. But fortunately for me, they usually allow me to do it because they really sure. don't want to go messing with a raccoon or anything like that. I can see Kevin messing with some animals in the house. (laughs) That would be dangerous. Let me ask you a question because that's very interesting to me. What is the, I guess, the strangest thing you've ever, you've ever seen? 
You know, I don't have no strange stories like, you know, I came across an alligator or a, a python or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I just deal with skunks, possums, raccoons, mm-hmm. bats. Um, and some people might think that they're strange, but I guess if you deal with them every day, it's kind of, I think some of the people are a little stranger than the animals sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. It, it, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it can be a lot of fun sometimes. Well, when you um, go and you do your initial um, conversation with the homeowner, um, obviously, I mean, just like mortgages, I mean, we try to brand ourselves and we want to let people know that we do mortgages and that's kind of our thing, right? I mean, what you do, your, your signage and your logo, it's very clear because you have a skunk and then you have volunteer wildlife control and, you know, you're playing on a lot of different things there. So when you go out there with your initial conversation how do you really present what you do to them? Because, I mean, you're not just coming in there killing animals. I mean, you have a technique, you have a procedure, there are certain laws as it relates to bats. Talk about that a little. Yeah, there's guidelines that we have. You know, we're all licensed through TWRA, and there's guidelines that they set that we're supposed to follow on tra- how, we're, you know, how we're supposed to humanely treat the animals. Um, there's different ways to trap certain animals. There's different ways to exclude, like, say, bats out of your attic. Um, and each house is different. Each situation is different. So when it comes to the remedy on, you know, what, whatever problem that the homeowner has, um, it may be completely different than the previous house that we just worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, catching squirrels and stuff like that. Obviously we're going to set traps out and get and remove the squirrels. And then we got to make Do you sure use slingshots. No slingshots, uh, you know, but you never know. There may be a first time where I might need a slingshot. Well, my granddad, we, you know, and I'm not saying this is right, but that's how I learned how to shoot a slingshot. You shooting at animals? It was, unfortunately, you know, God rest his soul. Well, you know, I hope we, there's no animals in heaven. Let's just say that. We have a mutual friend. I'm not going to give his name on air, uh-huh. but uh, he took off after a possum because he had a possum. I was telling Doug earlier before we started, he took off at the possum with a baseball bat and he was in a life and death struggle for about an hour <laughs> and this was not a good thing and he came back he says i need to get a professional right this is, this is not working well and that's really our message initially is that when you have the situation where you hear something in your crawl space or in your attic i mean me personally i would never ever try to combat whatever it is a bat. i mean you know it, right <laughs> i mean so doug is here that's what he does and i mean we you know doug's not a sponsor of the show he's our he's our resident expert and you can get free estimates from doug too and let me just go ahead before i forget let me give the phone number for doug it's 865-228-1482 correct yes and you know you might have a question about something you know a lot of times it may be something as small as you might have some mice right yes exactly. talk about the mice because that's maybe one of the bigger things that happens well yeah and mice can get in anywhere it doesn't matter where you live you and mice when it gets cold when the weather starts changing they're looking for a plate warm place to go mm. and mice it's it's really hard to keep mice out what i try to tell people is usually usually all animals are after a food source mm-hmm. and a lot of times bird feeders will attract mice and then they're that close to your house and all of a sudden you know they've ended up in your house and you're wondering mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. um, whenever i show up to a house bird feeders are my friend in my business because they actually give me a lot of work. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, that's why you're, I saw you out planting some bird feeders yes. by people's house. <laughs> I thought you just liked birds. I'm just Sprinkling kidding. bird seed on the side of their house. <laughs> a lot of times when I get, uh, let's say I get a, a call for a snake, you know, the snake's yeah. there for a reason. Oh. And the snake's usually there after the mice oh. come to find out, you know, you start adding everything up. They've got bird feeders and then the mice come in and start eating the bird feed. Well, here comes the snakes, and the snakes aren't the problem. Actually, the snakes are the answer to the problem because right. they're going to come in and eat the mice, and then they're going to leave. 
Right, um, right, right, right. And, and squirrels, they eat on bird feeders. Raccoons will eat on bird feeders. Skunks, they'll come up and eat the droppings, you know, the seeds. And so they... They, they can bring in it's all the It's the circle animals. of life. Is yes, what you're it, speaking exactly. Yep. Go ahead, sing it, Mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because here's the thing, that when people try to eliminate one of the problems, and this is what I hear you saying, maybe they think they have a snake problem. They don't really have a snake problem. It's probably more of a mice problem, potentially. Exactly. Right? And, and it's, so, it's like having a, a mole problem, but you don't have a mole problem. You have a grub problem right. in the yard. Yeah, yes. that's true. We learned that on this show. That's exactly right. And, and and you can take it even a step further than that. Squirrels normally don't, you know, I guess they're not necessarily looking to get inside of an attic. I mean, it, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, that's not their preferred living arrangement, but it may be that there's an opening and it's like, you know, it's just the first first home they find on the block. You know, they'd probably like to live in a tree, wouldn't they? Well, exactly. And, you know, when squirrels, they'll, you know, they're curious, they'll jump on roofs and stuff and they'll investigate your house. And then you've got a soffit, let's say, that runs into a roof line. And a lot of times the homeowner or the builder built it correctly. It's weather tight, but there's a mm-hmm. little gap under there and they're, you know, they'll go up there and they'll see that gap. And all of a sudden, boom, they made it into your attic. And then they figure out, hey, you know what? This is a lot better than living in that tree because I've got insulation. I'm protected. It's Are they really that smart? Well, I think so. You know, wouldn't you rather live in a tree or just like a a raccoon or anything? It's amazing what these guys can find. And they find these little holes and they get in there. But there's also those squirrels that will actually chew a hole right through the asphalt roofing and right through the sheeting and right into your house. And what possessed them to do that? I have no idea, but it's amazing how they can get in. I mean, if they really want to get in, they're getting going to get in. Now, is there truth to, um, I've heard this in the past and, and it's part of the issue we had at one point we thought with the electricity um, that mice actually will chew, chew elect- electricity uh, cords and wires. Absolutely. Mice Why? will. Mice it's warm? Rats, well, you know, mice and rats, rodents have to chew. Their teeth continually grow. They have to chew to keep their teeth ground down. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, their, their teeth would grow right through their head. Mm. Um, that's not comforting. Yes. Yeah, so, but that's what they do. And even raccoons will, you know, when they're, when you have a mother raccoon and they're having babies up there and they're next to some wires, they will chew all the insulation off the wires too. And you'll just have bare copper wires. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a big problem when it comes to house fires and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whenever you start hearing something in your attic and you think it's going to go away, it seems like animal problems never go away. They just get worse. So it's really, um, beneficial to get it taken care of as soon as possible because the damage just keeps going up. Well, and that's true because if you try to avoid, well, and you know, some people, and this is like some people in my family, they have a third floor, right? And then off of the third floor, they have an attic space that's maybe for storage or whatever. Well, I know several people, they, they don't go up there that often. And, you know, this is just part of maintaining a home. They need to maintain it and, and go make sure there's nothing nesting. And I've seen other people that uh, their attitude is, oh, well, you know, they need a place to stay. It's, oh, it's not a big deal yeah. either. But they don't realize the damage the that health. they could potentially uh, yeah, health and safety. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're chewing through the wires, you can have a potential health uh, house fire, but not to mention the diseases it brings in. Well, that's, that's very true. That's no, that's a good. And, and I mean, I. I can't imagine just sitting by while there's something living up in my attic. I mean, I mean, I had a cousin that lived up there for many years, and I'm just isn't kidding. Ebola in in Africa now caused by bats, the, the dropping. So that's really that's where the, I think that's true. 
Yeah, I'm not sure on the Ebola virus, but there's a lot of diseases and stuff that come from... Mark, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> You're going to get us I in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, there is a lot of diseases that come from any sort of droppings. And the animals, when they get into your house, they're going to the bathroom. They're going mm -hmm. to the bathroom under your house or in the attic. They're not smart enough to use the toilet. I'll exactly. tell you that right now. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, you know, those animals, after they live there for a while, you're going to start smelling it. That urine and feces mm -hmm. and that smell will actually start permeating through the house. Oh, yeah. And you may not Hope be you're the, enjoying that coffee, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Well, and you may not be the first person to notice it because now you've gotten used to it. It's when somebody comes over, they're the ones that notice it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, point. That's <laughs> embarrassing. Now, do you get rid of cats and dogs that you don't want living in the house? No. You know what? I do get calls on cats and dogs, and we're not uh, licensed to get rid of any cats and dogs. We got a list of specific animals. Uh, and the list, by the way, um, is uh, at volwildlifecontrol.com. So that's vol. Just spelled like the vol, volwildlifecontrol.com. And we're going to have that up on our website. Got it as well. all up on the website. Good yeah. hyperlinks to any. Also, pays it on there because of all the animals he collects. Right. He collects them. <laughs> <laughs> do you actually keep, I mean, what do you do with these animals? No, some animals, you know, we're, we're required to do certain things with you sure. know, all species of animals. And some animals, you know, we're allowed to um, release and relocate. And other animals actually take them to rehabilitators and they can. They can raise them and they can release them. Um, right. TWR, TWRA manages or mandates everything that we do with all the animals. So you're licensed. I mean, yes. you have to go through continuing education and all of those things, right? Right. Is and everybody that says they do what you do have to do that? Should. Okay. They, yeah. And do you turn them licensed. in if they don't? <laughs> no, I haven't ran across that yet. I'm but, you know, kidding. we turn in reports to TWRA every year and then they relicense us every year. Sure. Um, absolutely. So they're, they're well, really... that's good, though, because you want, just like in mortgages, I mean, even your butcher has a license, is the thing I always yeah. say. If you're going to be doing mortgages, you need to really know how to do a mortgage. If you're going to be collecting these animals and doing what you do with them, you, you know, you need to be licensed. It's just a common sense type of thing. So when we come back with Doug here after this break, we're going to talk more. We're going to talk more. I think we want to talk about bees and wasps. And also birds, because a lot of times birds will also make refuge in your home. Talk about some preventative measures. They also carry mites and things that could cause you some issues. And another thing is those that um, nest right near, you know, the ones right near your porch. You know, we had an issue yeah. where we had some birds nesting up underneath our porch and there was, you could see, you know, they would get, you know, these little mites that are on the, on the birds. So again, it goes back to maintaining your home and keeping um, that stuff, uh, you know, cleaned up and bees, you know, I don't know about right now, but not too long ago, we had bee nests everywhere and you have to have the proper thing. So we're going to tackle all that, Doug. I see you biting to try to say something, <laughs> but let's, let's talk about that when we come back. And we want to tell you guys after this show is over, I would want to share this with my grandmother, with my cousins, with my friends, because I know their living condition. No, I'm kidding. But just because I know that they will want to learn this stuff and give Doug a call if they have an issue. So we're going to come right back here right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And also we have um, someone here, Doug, from Volunteer Wildlife Control. And we're talking about quite a few interesting things. And before we get back to um, our conversation, do need to tell you guys about a couple of places. We've got a great company in Admiral Title and who has sponsored our show from the very beginning. Admiral Title helps you with your real estate closing. And they take the baton from us once we get to a certain point in the transaction, and they're going to take it to the finish line. They're going to be the folks that are going to just basically get everything done for you. And they're going to do it every time on time, and they will go out of their way to make you happy. And Mark, you use them over there. They don't say no. No, they're perfect. They'll do anything you want. Um, within reason, of course, but 865-531-6060. Talk to Phyllis over there. Phyllis is also was our tee-off sponsor for the Bobby Denton Charity Classic mm-hmm. that's going to be happening here in a couple of days. And she just committed to a whole sponsorship as well. So, And she's her interior plan. So they're all in. They're all in. When we asked for and them to do something. we still spots open for play? Oh, I kind of had to. You I had to force had them to, in. I had to force them in. We are booked solid. Yeah, we are. So call them, give them an opportunity, 865-531-6060. All right, so we're back in here again with Doug. We were talking off air a moment about um, another service that you provide, and then we'll get into some specific B questions that I have. But, um, you know, when a rat or a mouse or uh, whatever else, I mean, raccoons are awful. I mean, they, they have claws you know, that, that tear stuff up, you know, and you had the thing that oh, yeah. with the, well, I've had possums under the house too, and right. they rip uh, insulation out. And exactly. They're very nasty. disrespectful. Very. <laughs> so you also do some repair damage. So, you know, that's one thing you, you're going to come out, you're going to diagnose the situation. You're going to help remedy removal. And then you're going to also give them an opportunity to say, here, I specialize in this. Let me help you with the repair part. Right. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, like the animals, they can do a lot of damage. They can tear into your duct work. They can uh, tear your insulation out, um, your insulation in your attics. They can smash it down to where mm-hmm. it's just basically non-existent. It doesn't work anymore. Plus the fact that they're going to the bathroom up there and when it's get, it gets extreme, their, their urine will actually start seeping through the drywall and you'll start seeing staining on the other side. And that's when you need to basically remove your drywall um, insulation and just basically do a whole restoration project. Mm-hmm. Um, I've torn out walls before. Uh, it, it's just amazing how much damage they can do. And, and raccoons, and they'll kind of go to the bathroom in the same general area. Mm-hmm. So it, oh, that was nice of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's it makes it a little easier to clean up. But yeah, I've been up there shoveling it out, you know, and that's the same with bat guano. Um, we also have big vacuum cleaners that'll come up and suck out all your insulation, and we re- can reblow all new insulation back in. Um, basically just sterilizing your whole attic space or crawl space. Guys, your contractor friends aren't going to have this equipment, Mark. They're not. And you made a good point also on break that uh, you bring some chemicals that will help neutralize the bacteria and things that contractors won't know about. Talk about that. Yeah, we use biocides to kill any sort of germs and stuff that's left behind. Um, We also use enzymes that uh, get rid of the odors Mm -hmm. um, from the urine and feces. Um, there's one thing in particular, like raccoon feces, they, it'll carry a, a roundworm, a raccoon roundworm, oh, which really there's nothing that kills it. You have to actually physically remove it. And that's what kind of scares all of us in the industry right now is because in the egg form, that, that stuff can go airborne. And, and it's it, not a bull eye. Yeah, it's but it can, actually, yeah, it can actually, uh, you know, do spinal damage, really? eye damage. To humans? Yeah, to humans, absolutely. You're kidding. Uh, no, it can kill you. If you ever watch that show, Creatures Inside of Me, 
they've had that on that show. It's it's a nasty you, thing. You, if this once they big. find out about him, they're going to have him have a reality TV show because you're good. He's well, really good. Those things are scary. Yeah, by you're themselves, right. Themselves, no, raccoons right. when they're around. But are they? Do they pose a threat getting into the garbage and they're not in your house at all? Um, you know, you're always in. You know, if if you approach, let's say you approach a mother raccoon with uh, babies, the mother raccoon will protect her babies just like any mother would. Mm. Um, and then if you get scratched by that raccoon or bit, and you don't get a hold of that raccoon, you've got to go through the series of rabies shots. You know, there's just no question about it. Now, if you get a hold of that raccoon, then obviously you take that raccoon and get him tested, you know, and hopefully he comes up without rabies. Um, but yeah, there's always a chance that something like that could happen. Uh, but, but you know, the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, when I had a, um, groundhog living underneath my crawl space, um, I turned a corner one night and it was a, getting toward dusk and, uh, to throw out some trash in the garbage can. And that thing was sitting right next to that garbage can. And it raised up, Kevin, mm -hmm. and had its teeth open at me. And it right. looked like Caddyshack. I right. really felt like... <laughs> seriously. You know, seriously. And um, I backed up and started... I dropped it and walked away. That thing was mad. Well, and so right. just kids... That's it, what I was going to say. Well, and I have a six and a nine-year-old. And they're outside all the time. And so that concern is, is that if you did get some sort of infestation of any of these types of animals, I mean, it could cause home. serious harm. And even outside of it, if you yes. think about it, um, and we have a cross base, so we definitely have the, the door is open, so to speak. Now, Scott is coming, Scott Higgins, he's completed his first phase and we'll be talking about him later, oh, Good, but that's part of it too. You, your home doesn't need to have any open doors, so to speak, for these creatures to get into, right? Right. And then, you know what? I was actually just thinking about that. I did a job um, this uh, this past uh, this past year. Um, beautiful home on a golf course, just absolutely gorgeous home. Well, a lady, she opened up her one of her doors into her room, and there was a skunk inside of her room. Mm -hmm. And the skunk had actually got in, gotten into the ductwork and went through the ductwork, popped the register off, and is actually now physically inside of the room. Oh my but gosh. fortunately, she had the presence of mind not to panic, she, fl she flipped the light on and closed the door and just backed out of there. Uh -huh. And otherwise, that could have been a disaster. That skunk sprayed in that Ooh. room, and you know who knows what could have happened. But uh, there ain't no enzymes for that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Well, it helps, but uh, yeah, that would have been a mess. And um, so she she did the smart thing, which was to not alarm the skunk. And remember, this is important. I mean, I know that would be hard to do, but she backed away and called you. Exactly. And that's exactly what you have to do. And with any animal, you don't want to alarm them. Um, when people, when you do have skunks or you think you have skunks outside, make noises because skunks really don't want to bother you. They'll, they'll try to avoid you right. at all costs. Mm -hmm. um, the only time they're going to spray you is if they feel threatened or you startle them and you just scared them. And then it's a defensive mechanism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you can, if you know, it's there, if you have make... a dog, if you have animals, uh, your dogs are going to attack those skunks and they're going to get sprayed and they can be near the house or under your house. That could cause a real mess to your, I animals. am surprised we've not had issues with that. Cause we do have skunks. We have deer as well. I mean, there are other too. Right, but our dog has hip dysplasia and it has, it's diabetic, so it's not moving too fast. It's but, not. Okay, but, no. but let me ask Those you this hard. question real quick because, you know, you have, you talked about skunks, you talked about, we talked about mice, we talked about squirrels. Um, birds are another thing because sometimes birds will, if you have those eaves that, that are in your home that, that, you know, that they flip open for, I guess, air to go through, that's plenty of space for a bird to go in and make refuge, right? Right. How and do you, I mean, what do you do? Birds are really difficult to deal with for the fact that like Knoxville is a bird sanctuary. 
So you can't hurt birds. You can't. Was that Madeline Rohero that did that? Yeah. Oak Ridge is a bird sanctuary. You know, a lot of birds are protected too. And really, yes, there's a lot of things you can't do when you got a woodpecker pecking on the side of your house. That happens a lot. Yes. Chances are that woodpecker is protected. So we can put up scare things. Even if it's on your property, you can't harm it. And now if he's damaging, TWRA says, if he's damaging your property, if an animal's damaging your property, I believe you can actually put that well, animal I down. That, I don't do that because I, I don't want that woodpecker's not nailing the <laughs> siding back up. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, but a lot of birds are protected federally, federally protected. So yeah, you really walk a fine line. So I just try to use scare tactics and get them off your house. Yeah. Um, I, it's one of those things where you don't want to push the limit because you don't want to cause any problems. What about deer? I mean, because that's another thing. I mean, people love deer. We have deer all over our property, and they're great to look at, and, you know, it's nice. But, you know, once they start coming in and invading, because I'm not up at all hours, you have some invaders sometimes at your house that yes. aren't deer-related. But <laughs> what what do you do about deer? Can you keep them away? You certainly don't want to put salt licks out because <laughs> that's going to bring them in, right? Right. And then a lot of times they're there because of certain, you know, flowers or shrubbery that you have that they're interested in eating. Mm. Um, there is some certain sprays and stuff you can spray around your house and it will help keep the deer away a little bit. But unfortunately we get a lot of rain around here and all that stuff will dissipate over time. Right. Um, or actually fairly quickly if we get a lot of rain, Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to deer, they're very hard to deal with. I try to tell people to just change your, you know, whatever you're planting out there that's bringing the deer in. Mm-hmm. just well, change they, you know the uh, the ticks that are on the deer produce lyme disease so they are a you know thing to be wary of right exactly oh that's and, a good and, point that's a very good point because that's that's going to cause disease. i wouldn't let the kids and you know because it can drop off of them after they're full mm-hmm. or out there so i wouldn't want them on my yard now another question is because this is something that we have had happen and you offer dead animal removal okay because what happens is if a, if a mouse or mice get into your home and they basically can't seem to get out of where they were. Cause that's what happens. It seems like we had this problem about three years ago and with what Scott's doing, that's certainly helping. But what if it's behind the sheetrock and you have this odor? What, what can you do about that? I mean, there's not much you can do other than ripping that sheetrock out, right? I exactly. Mean, Cut a hole in the sheetrock and, and, but you and can do that. Yes. Yes. And you can strategically do it. So the minimal damage. Yes, Exactly. Um, a lot of times if you think it's a mouse or something like that, I actually try to talk to the homeowner and just letting it stay there because the odor will go away fairly quickly. Um, no, squirrels, well, not for us. Well, squirrels yeah. will get inside of walls too. Um, uh, I've taken raccoons, dead raccoons, dead possums out of attics and crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, even those, even raccoons and, and possums and skunks, they'll get up inside, you know, underneath a, a tub, mm-hmm. you know, where you got your drain stuff, they'll get up inside of there. Um, and die, and then we're physically trying to get those things out of there. Right. Um, but you try to talk to the homeowner. You, you have to weigh your options. It's going to cost you $800 to get this mouse out, or you can wait for four weeks or three or however long, two right, weeks. Right, right. Or we can, you know, we do have enzymes. If we can right. get an, an actual way that we can spray in that area from, let's, let's say, the attic space right. and shoot down in there, that'll you know, speed the process up and get rid of that odor a lot quicker, whether uh, it could take a week or two weeks. It may, we may be able to get it out of there within a few days. Yeah. Cause people, I mean, if you are listening to this program, you know what, it, it might not be too a, a bad idea and you may not offer this service. So I might be making something up, but do you ever have somebody say, Hey, you know, for however many dollars we'll do an inspection. You may not be hearing something, but we'll come out and we'll just get a good overview. Hey, let me just see if I see any damage, something from the past that might need to be repaired. Do you offer anything like that? Well, actually, I don't 
Yeah, I kind of do. Um, yeah. What happens is, is all, let's say I'm working on this house and he's got bats mm-hmm. and I'm t- taking care of the bats and sealing up the vents and everything. Um, and all of a sudden the neighbor wants to know what's going on. And uh. she asks if, well, do I have a problem with my house? And I said, well, you have the same kind of vents. We can seal that up and do this. And mm-hmm. I can go around your house and see if you have any problems and issues right. and, and offer you a solution to take care of them or show you how to do it. That's good. Um, that's good. Well, that's what happened to me when I was replacing my heat pump in the crawl space. This was years ago. And the guy came back in and said that uh, there's something living underneath your house. You need to call a guy. It was a possum. Right. Yeah. And so that's what we would recommend because, you know, we, we've talked to a lot of people and we've never had anybody specifically for the varmint side of it. We've talked to termite. We've talked to a lot of different people. And that's just what I would do. If I have a problem with uh, a critter, I would call Doug and have him come out, give you a free estimate. If you have a problem with a bat or with any other type of varmint we spoke of, there's a pretty good chance there's damage. And, and Doug, can, it's, it's basically a turnkey situation. You can do both. You can remove, you can fix. And, and that's most of your contractors, they might be able to come in and say, yeah, we can fix that, no problem. But are they going to have the germicide piece of it or whatever you called it? Are they going to be able to come in and neutralize the odor with the enzymes? Probably not. You have the experience and in, in, in the know-how of how to do it. So is there anything else that you wanted to mention? We only have about a minute left. Give yeah. them your phone number. Um it's 865-228-1482. Okay. And we also have the website right there on our website. Yep. So check them out today um, and give them an opportunity to help you because I think it would really help. And I I think that this is something that if you have a friend or family member that may be around the water cooler, y'all have talked about this, it'd be a good opportunity because some people just forget this per type people exist and it's a lot more humane than chasing a a possum with a baseball bat for you and the possum quite (laughs) frankly now if you have somebody that is hearing uh sounds in the attic and you don't find anything you might be able to refer them to our (laughs) we have a paranormal group (laughs) a paranormal (laughs) group that we might be able to take care of but i tell you doug thank you so much for joining us Thank you very much. Absolutely. So when we come back, we're going to have Ron Morton, our friend Ron Morton, with Trendsetters Media Group, Bobby Denton's nephew. We're going to talk about what's happening in a couple of days right over here at Cherokee. And man, we're just so excited about it. We did a walkthrough. We're kind of ready, getting things kicked off. So come back, join us, Ron Morton, right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Everybody get up. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And I'm here joined today, this last segment, with Ron Morton from Trendsetters Media Group. What's up, Ron? Hey, man. What's going on? Not much. Before I get to, to our last segment here, let me tell you guys real quick about Scott Higgins at Prudent Energy Systems. What's he into? He's, he's doing great. He took care of us. Um, he came out and did an audit on our home, as everybody knows. And he audited it. He said, here's where your holes are. Here's where you're leaking air. This is what we need to seal in order to make your home more energy efficient. 
So he gave us the estimate. We looked down through the estimate. I negotiated some prices. <laughs> so that's after you came back. <laughs> that's right. But it, exactly. It wasn't that bad, no, honestly. No, we no, spent. I'll, I'll tell our listeners what I spent. And my my home's pretty big. It's a yeah. five about five thousand square feet, and we spent about thousand dollars. And that, really? that was about a thousand dollars. I got, and, I got taken. No, well, just you know, you, 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 if you were the host, you probably would have got it for a thousand. <laughs> I'm kidding. But so, so we sealed it but up now. Holy, now we will see, too. we will see what happens in the coming months because he said, this is the perfect time to do this. We, yeah. me and Pam got our log book. We know exactly what we paid and we're going to be letting our listeners know, but Scott Higgins, Prudent Energy System, give him a call, his name and numbers on our website. If you could just look him up on the housinghour.com you'll be able to take advantage of what he does. And that is a fantastic service that he provides. Um, all right. So me and Ron, um, and also uh, Michael here is with him. He's not on headset, but he is, he's probably the magic behind all this. He's stuff. bashful. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, you know, He'll tell us how to do it. <laughs> exactly. So here we are a couple of days away, a couple of days away from our big tournament that we've been planning for. Um, really you and I met April 9th. Um, under the circumstances with, with Bobby passing away. And we've just been meeting frequently, talking on the phone frequently. I was showing Josh my emails yesterday and he said, that's how many emails y'all had in one day. <laughs> There's like a thousand emails, but we're coming up on it. How do you feel about it? What are you thinking? I'm excited. You know, uh, we just came from the course, sort of did a walkthrough and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's time it's here. And, uh, we're through the sales cycle, sold out, uh, which is great. Actually, oversold, which is <laughs> yeah. a testament to Bobby and also to St. Jude's. And, yeah. and uh, you know, now we're in execution mode. So praying for some good weather for Monday and uh, just getting ready to open up the uh, golf course and welcome in a few hundred golfers and probably a mm -hmm. few hundred guests. So it's uh, sort of like trying to get ready for 400. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, um, the professionals over uh, Don Jones, the director of golf at Cherokee Country Club, Sharon Bivens, who is the director of food and beverage, um, and just their whole faculty, their whole staff, just true professionalism. And it's been a joy to work with them. And I, we're just very excited about what we're going to put together. We've got Lexus that's going to be giving away a car. We've got Campbell's that's going to be giving away a $13,000 spa. That baby's bad. And, and we just have a, a fantastic set of sponsors. You know, we can't go without mentioning all of our big sponsors. We have Pilot, of course. Uh, Pilot Flying J is one of our big our big sponsors. We have Phillips and Jordan Contractors as well as, as another one of our big sponsors. Um, we have uh, Garza Law Firm and also Mortgage Investors Group as well and All Occasions. These are our big ticket. These are our big uh, sponsors. And, you know, me and Ron were talking as we were doing our walkthrough. Um, I've had a lot of people that at the end have tried to get in to our tournament and they were not able to. So we're going to open up the, the registration for next year pretty soon after this tournament ends. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we, we set this up, uh, sort of lay the groundwork for the future because it wasn't uh, what we, our vision was not for it to be a one and out event. And uh, right. we've done that a lot in our awards. And uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about the prestigious bobby cup that will be uh, awarded yeah. a little bit to the uh 
to the overall tournament winner that uh, has a uh, nameplate for four additional winners mm-hmm. moving forward. So we're set up and contracted, I think, with Cherokee Country Club for two years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just getting this one under our belt and uh, made a lot of time investment, a lot of investment into the branding package. Uh, and I think that the people that come out for the event are going to be really surprised about the quality of tournament that we're putting on. There's no doubt about it. And before I talk about what the awards are, because I'm so super stoked about that, I just want to run through our sponsors real quick. So we have Trendsetters Media Group, The Housing Hour, Garza Law Firm, Willis of Tennessee Insurance. We have um, local, our news station, of course, WVLT-TV, News Talk 98.7, The Sports Animal, WIVK, Estrada Strategies. We also have Campbell Cunningham Laser Center, Pilot, I talked about, the Knoxville News Sentinel, THDA, All Occasions. Um, and there's a few more out there sitting around there, too. Phillips and Jordan, I mentioned. Um, we just have had just an outpouring of, of people that have wanted to be involved. It's really incredible. And the the sponsorship packages that we have that offered up, um, you know, I, you know, I hate to say this, but you know, people, I think wanted, they almost felt like they wanted to pay us more because they're just so excited to be a part of it and what St. Jude is doing and what, what Bobby stood for. And it's the whole thing. It's incredible. But I do want to tell you guys real quick about exactly how our, our awards are going to go. So we have um, come up with um, the Bobby jug each Winner will 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 win a first, second, and third place Bobby jug, and it's a similar to the Claret jug. If you've seen that, it's the the most prestigious award in golf. So that's going to be for our two flights, first, second, and third. Everybody who finishes in those spots, you're going to either win a first place Bobby jug, second place Bobby jug, and third place Bobby jug, and they're going to be tiered in size. And then the grand champion of both flights is going to get the big daddy. It's going to be the Bobby Cup. It's a much larger trophy, and it, like he mentioned, it's going to be able to be engraved with the winner each year. It's a beautiful crystal cup, the Bobby Cup. That's awesome. I just uh, sort of get chills thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, they uh, we, like I said, we've really put a lot of effort into this and a lot of uh, investment. Um, you know, the success of everything that you do is directly related to the investment that you put back into the event. Mm-hmm. I've been so involved with so many events where people wanted to take the money and not invest back into the program. And it's simply you obviously have to strike a balance because you can't go broke doing it. But at the same time, especially in the first year, you really want to invest back into into the event because you're sort of one and out if you don't do a good job in that, in that first year. So we look forward to this being a long time event and uh, we're just tickled to death to have a class sponsor like mortgage investors group to be the title sponsor of that event and you know uh it's really been a god thing i mean um saint jude's was something that bobby was a part of in the beginning um they were on wivk one of the original radiothon hosts uh, over 25 years ago, there was about three mm-hmm. or four of them that sort of hold that uh, that uh, esteem for for that, and they were in the top three to four of people that started that. Now the Radiothon covers 200 radio stations in 46 states and has raised over $400 million through the Radiothon. $6 million alone have come from WIVK and its East Tennessee listeners under the legacy of Bobby Denton and the leadership of that. So it's almost like God has stepped in to continue 
the work that Bobby started at St. Jude's, and it was just a natural for those things to come together. And I'd be amiss if we didn't mention the Bobby Denton Broadcast Scholarship Foundation, which is our other beneficiary of the tournament. And uh, with the help of this tournament, we're going to be able to send an underprivileged child. And I like to to emphasize this, a local child, Mm -hmm. someone that's either out of, say, Bearden or Austin East or West or Fulton, you know, we're not uh, we're totally objective to where that student comes from, but likely will come out of a Knox County school and well, they'll be able to send them to the College of Communications in the fall of 2015. So that's another thing that that uh, the legacy board, uh, which is a nine panel board that I uh, and the president of and uh, the vision for that is to carry on the legacy of Bobby Denton. So we're excited about what we're able to do on that front and also excited about the great tie-in with St. Jude's and we're able to continue what he started. And that is awesome. And I tell you what, I mean, the, the, the thankfulness should also come from us over here that when we decided to continue on, that you guys put your collective arms around us and said, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do this. And I think, I think the words that you said on your email that we're going to knock it out of the park, I think is exactly what you said. And I remember so clearly when I very first emailed you and I'd sent out this email and I misspelled Bobby's name. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> I think I said body or dot dotty or Dottie. something. Dottie. And yeah. I mean, I was freaking out. And, so the and first Ron, thing I do is get his name right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember Ron responded very funny. He just said, you know, Dottie, he said Dottie would have laughed at that. And he yeah. even misspelled it. So it's just been fantastic. And, you know, Mortgage Investors Group, you know, we, you all know the story. We wanted to do something special and we are doing something special. And so rain or shine, two days we're going to be out there at Cherokee and we're going to be, we're going to have it covered from right to left. And that's the thing. Also, we're going to have talk about our coverage that we have our media coverage. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, sports animals are going to be out there all day long, starting off with, uh, doc, Jeff and Heather in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, WIVK will be out there also doing their show. Um, probably Allison doing some live breaks from out there. WVLT will be uh, covering the event, and I'm sure a lot of the other television stations will be covering the event as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got a obviously with his tie in the media, this is something that they want to cover. And but the thing you got to realize is it's newsworthy. Yeah, I mean right. it doesn't matter who you know or how involved you are with the media. If something's not newsworthy, then it's hard to get people to cover it. But this has been a very easy thing to get people yeah. to do. And to step up. But I think what's really cool is when you're going to pull right into Cherokee and you're going to drop off your car. But when you come in, there's a big picture of Bobby and you just drive right in. You're going to love it. It's really cool. You are going to absolutely die. The signage and Trendsetters Media Group, Michael and with Ron's help, and they work great as a team. And they have been pumping out some incredible stuff along with my staff, Josh Ballard, Kelsey Evans as well. We have a great team, Chris Gerlock, you, Mark. I mean, we have a lot of people. It's it's been a collective effort. Before I forget, because I want I have a lot of sponsors and, and I didn't want to not name them. I want to mention some of the other people that are going to be sponsors. We, of course, we have Academy Mortgage. I'll be happy to give them a plug. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry we beat you every year. Um, Cox General Contractors. I'm kidding. Um, Concord Title, Buddy's Barbecue. Uh, we have Talent Title. We have the Ten City Challenge, Bush Beans, White Realty. The Dick Family um, is also participating, and they did a very nice ad in our program that you'll be seeing. Admiral Title, Top of Mind, Kaufman Enterprises, Crown Title, Title Insurance, MIG. 
uh, Magic, which is a, a, a mortgage insurance company, Colonial Life, Commercial Bank, Private Insurance, Dead End Barbecue, Pet Safe, uh, United Guarantee, the Reyes family, um, our underwriting department sponsoring a whole Royston Chrysler Dodge, um, Knoxville Title, Radian. Uh, Glenn Thaxton with Vol Network has been kind enough to sponsor a whole Vol Appraisal, Ascent Guarantee, Kimball's Jewelers. Guys, I mean, everybody is involved. There's not many people that are left that aren't. And I just had, a, uh, just as we've been sitting here, um, Dr. Richard Hall is going to be a whole sponsor as well. So that's 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 our sponsor list. Did I forget anybody? No, I think you got everybody. The only thing I would mention is that uh, you're going to be able to take a chance and swing for a brand new Lexus. Yes, uh, it's awesome. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's a, a Lexus uh, hybrid, which is going to be really cool. And uh, the hot tub that we've got out there from Campbell's Pool and Spa was a BMW designed hot tub. That's their brand new product right out of the. Uh, Right off the shelf, and it's going to be a great thing. Johnny too, so. Majors is going to be Johnny out Majors there. Johnny Majors is going to be out there. Randy Wiley, golf pro. Mm -hmm. Also, the coach of Carson Newman is going to be out mm -hmm. there. Long drive amputee. Championship. Long drive championship is going to be out Inky there. Inky Johnson. Showing her stuff. Inky Johnson. I mean, the list goes on yeah. and on. It's going to be a really, really awesome day for a great cause. It's going to be awesome. And Don was already talking about when's he going to get his hands on that Lexus so he could drive it around. <laughs> he said he'd be putting it on the hole. <laughs> He'll be taking care of that for us. Well, that's fantastic. Fantastic. And, you know, MIG, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the MIG loan officers that have come out and really supported. Samanda Knight, Chris White, Jennifer Torgerson, Norma Sheldon, Jeremy Livesey, Dan Kublawi, Kristen Abalata, John Parrish, Gary Sturm, Kim Martin, Jackie Gonzalez-Pullen, Bob Hefty. Um, and I think that's I think that's it. So we've had a support across the board. John Burns with our yeah, direct John lending department. Tandy Schuler, uh, Terry Webb is also a sponsor. Um, Debbie Windish, Scott Worley, Kim Carmen, who is now not with us, but she's uh, transitioned into another industry, but we're thankful for her. Autumn Lane as well is also a part of our team. All of these MIG people um, have stepped up to the plate in a major way. And so we're so thankful for Chuck and Chrissy for having the vision for now over 25 years. I'm running out of time, but thank you guys for joining us. Share this on Facebook with your friends and family. And guys, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Ron, for stopping in. We'll see you Monday Thank you. right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.